The views and opinions expressed on Deeply Upsetting are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, associated brands, properties, or businesses. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Fuck, Mary kill. Holiday edition. Okay. The Grinch, as portrayed by Jim Carrey. Oh, wow. The Santa Claus, as portrayed by Tim Allen. Yeah. Or Buddy the Elf, as portrayed by Will Ferrell. Oh, man, that's tough. Okay, here's the caveat. So you're not basing it upon the actors themselves in real life. Okay, but the character itself. Right, exactly. It can't be like, well, Tim Allen's a piece of shit, which is true. Nothing to do with that. Well, that was going to be the easy one. I know, no. Now it's literally Santa. It's the character. Or the character of new Santa. Yep. Okay, cool. So we've got the Santa Claus, the Grinch, Mm -hmm. a live action version. Yep. And, uh, And the third one was... Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Oh, man. Okay. Buddy the Elf exudes no sexuality whatsoever. Literally none. So not really the fucking type. Uh, marrying also not the fucking kind. Not the fucking kind. So, but also on the same end, I this is a human raised by elves that has not developed any kind of like life skills, right? Uh, to be able to survive. So, Mary is also difficult, questionable. But, but also, like, I'm, I don't want to murder Buddy the Elf. I feel like there'd be pitchforks and like torches outside of the studio if Definitely. I agreed to kill Buddy the Elf. So then we got the Santa Claus, literally the the new Santa. Yeah. New Santa, and then the Grinch, which the Grinch seems like an easy kill. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, his his heart th- grew three sizes, but it's also like, you did some heinous shit, though. He did. Like, yeah. how much, just because you, like, decide that you're not bad anymore, does that mean that you don't have to pay for your shit before? Well, the Who's forgave and forgot, so maybe you're just not as good as the Who's. He just isn't, really. I mean, but also on the so same I'm saying end. saying you're not. I'm not as good as the Who's, no. <laughs> because they forgave and forgot. <laughs> yeah, the Who's are pushovers, and that's yeah, why they that's get true. shit on all the time. That's true. I don't want to be like the Who's. All right. Yeah. Pieces of shit. Wow. Yeah. Fuck Whoville. Major fighting words. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. so you're killing the Grinch and just burning down Whoville. Burning down Whoville. Wow. While cackling. Cindy Lou Who shedding a single tear. She watches her village burn to the ground. She's trapped inside her home. Oh, my God. Cindy Lou Who is sure burning it, to death. You? Yes. You monster. <laughs> so murder the Grinch and burn down Whoville. Okay. Uh, for no reason. Like, the Whoville part is just gravy. Yeah. Uh, and gravy. Uh, roast beast gravy. Roast beast gravy, yes. Then, uh, so I've got the kill out of the way. So I got to fuck and I got to marry the Santa Claus, Santa and Buddy the Elf. Santa, uh, it's new Santa. So he's like hip Santa. Yeah. Hip as Tim Allen can portray someone. Which is not hip at not all. Not hip at all. Not at all hip. About as hip as a dad that does finger guns at a Chili's. That's you. That's not me. I don't eat <laughs> That's a Chili's. you without a kid and not a Chili's. <laughs> That's you at a local restaurant without a child. <laughs> you and finger guns. Finger guns. And the bartender. Well, Fugazi is playing <laughs> yep. over on the speakers. Yeah. That's not entirely untrue. Okay. So I'm not any better. I'm off raising the roof to Fugazi <laughs> in the corner by myself. <laughs> no one else is dancing. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, we've got. Fucking Mary. Uh, I think I don't trust Buddy the Elf to be a good life partner. No. I just don't think that he has Do you trust skills. him to be a good sex partner? No. I think it'd be more like, yay, pour maple syrup on it. You know, it'd just be, it might be weird and kinky. Mm, okay. Just because he has no real understanding of like sex itself. So it'd yeah. just be like, I don't know, can make cotton candy work its way into this thing? Oh, it's so sticky. I know. But, you know, if Buddy's into it. 
And you did canonically marry Santa in the last Fuck, Mary Kill. That's true. So, so I'm that's, just... That's part of your brand. I, that is my brand to marry Santa and be taken care of as a kept uh, man. Yes. Yes, kept man. I know that this is what you want. Yes. You haven't been subtle about it. None whatsoever. I want someone to take care of me <laughs> and pay, give me money for nothing. I'm sorry. I can't be that. <laughs> I'm trying. Tim Allen can. I'm working my fingers to the bone <laughs> to give you a nice life. But I'll never be Tim Allen. You'll never be Tim Allen. <laughs> I accept it. I I really hope that you do. Um, and then Buddy the Elf. Yeah, I think it's just, that's going to be very awkward for me. I'm not going to yeah. feel good about it. No. Because he has the mindset of a child. Right. And that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But also, I've seen how quickly he can like amass snowballs. And he may not be as quick as an elf with his hands. But he's got some quick hand movement, which means... That dude could jack me off, like, really fast. That's very true. This is not amateur hour. No, 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 no. I'll be like... Jack off station. Is that a phrase that people say? <laughs> yes. 100% a normal <laughs> saying that people say. I don't want to go to amateur hour at the jack off station. <laughs> Good people watching this. You know, LA, where there's lines around the block to get even five minutes at the jack off station. And... Uh, you know, there's a lot of competition. <laughs> Instead of the girls, girls, girls sign, it says like hands, hands, hands. <laughs> <laughs> but they're dry because it's amateur hour. <laughs> they haven't God. learned to moisturize. Did we already come up with a title for this episode? I mean, no. amateur hour at the jack-off station is pretty good. We can't put jack-off station in the title. I mean, jack is a name. It's fine. Wow. And he's off work for the holidays. Wow. So, yeah. And he's waiting at the bus station to go That's home. That's true. So. <laughs> Jesus. I'll have to debate that at a later time. Right? With I t- with Apple. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Apple. So what about you? What what's your Um I don't know where this inclination is coming from, but something deep in my heart tells me that I should fuck the Grinch. So really? I think I'm gonna do you that. You do like a bat boy. I do. I love a bat clearly. Yes. Right. <laughs> As I speak to the finger guns. Finger guns over McGee. Here. Yeah. Finger guns McGillicuddy. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm definitely not attracted to him. I know that there are Grinch fetishists out there and like, you know, do your, do your thing. That's fine. At least it's seasonal. So we don't all have to deal with that year round. <laughs> that crowd that likes pear shaped men. <laughs> hey, no, no shame to pear shaped. No, no, no. <laughs> no body shame. The Grinch. No, the Grinch shame though. The, the bottom of that pear is down near his like knees though. Like mm-hmm. that's a low hanging pear. I do feel, though, as if because I think that the Grinch would be kinky for sure. But also, I feel like I would have to get into like a humiliation kink thing, which is not my deal. Just in case anybody was uh, wondering. Yeah. (laughs) Not my deal. Please don't do that. (laughs) I will cry. (laughs) (laughs) You dirty, dirty girl. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I mean, that's pretty Piece of shit. You're like, I am a piece of shit. I'm like, that reminds me of my dad. They're like, oh, (laughs) Oh, no. no. (laughs) Things have taken a turn. (laughs) So I think I should fuck the Grinch. Okay. Um... I think I'm going to marry Buddy and then also continue my canon and murder Santa. (laughs) You do enjoy homicide. I love it. Santa-side. Santa-side, yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Santa-side's a good episode title, too, though. Santa-side is pretty good, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think I'm going to murder Santa, and I think I'm going to marry Buddy. Oh, God, such a tough call. 
you're going to be has like have to be his emotional and financial barometer for the entirety of your relationship, though. I know. But people find him charming. Like, I think he'll be able to carry us somehow. How long is smiling is my favorite going to keep you from <laughs> fighting, though? Oh, God. He's not going to know how to fight. I'm probably going to feel crazy all the time. Honestly, this is probably where I develop a drinking problem. We like <laughs> they found a cyst and they don't know what it is. Like they don't a growth and they need to do some more stuff. They have to do a biopsy and you're like crying and the, and everybody <laughs> else is just like, "Here's candy. You want to smile with me?" And you're like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm having a crisis right now. I oh. need you to be here for me and just hug me." And it's like, "I love hugging." And just like, "Wee!" while hugging you <laughs> as you're sobbing with my brittle bones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, god. This is such a downer because now I feel like I should murder him. I, maybe I'll marry Santa and just fuck the whole thing. Could you imagine? I like, could be a kept person too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, so fuck you. They're like this talent that I'm telling you you don't have. It's like, <laughs> you can't just be taken care of. I'm like, no, I don't met. have to be independent. That's lame. <laughs> I could be fully dependent, you know? <laughs> All the women making Santa take care of them. Throw your hands up at me. <laughs> My hands are covered in fucking jewels. <laughs> so I'm good. So yeah, okay, I'll, I'll murder Buddy. That's okay. fine. You've convinced me to do that. So oh, I cool. hope you feel I'm good about that. I'm re- feeling great about uh, the responses to this episode that we're going to get. <laughs> exactly. It's gone from Santa side to Elf side. Elf side to Buddy side. side. Yep. Tragic. <laughs> but that's where we landed. So no matter what, this holiday season is going to be deeply upsetting. Welcome back to Deeply Upsetting. I'm Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And it's a special edition of the show today. Special edition. Special edition. We ain't got no questions. No questions. Fuck questions. Flying by the seat of our fucking pants, our Santa pants. Our Santa pants. We're both wearing Santa pants right now. We didn't even plan it. We just both showed up in gigantic Santa pants. serendipitous. It's all that fits during the quarantine, and that's okay. (laughs) We're all just doing the best we can. But at least now we look like powerful and wealthy in our Santa pants. Well, it just means that we're committed to the bit for the holidays. It's not that we do a lot of sad eating during quarantine. It's no, that, definitely it's that we not. were just really prepping up for the holidays. We're doing holly jolly eating. Yes. <laughs> We've gotten really good at it during the quarantine. We were prepping this whole time. Have a holly jolly <laughs> emotional disorder. <laughs> oh, how real is yeah, that? Right. <laughs> so fucking real. Cause we're coming up on Christmas and it's a weird one. And so what we decided to do is for our last episode of the year, um, we're going to do like a little year in review um, because I don't know if you guys have realized this, but for some of us, this has been like kind of um, a crappy year. Yeah. There's been like a lot of bad shit that's been going on. Um, and I feel like, unfortunately, the news is only focusing on like a couple things like the big stuff or whatever. But there's plenty of deeply upsetting stuff that happened this year that you may not have heard about. It- and that's what we're going to talk about. It's true. You might be focusing on like, you know, uh, riots in the streets and uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. racists in charge and mm-hmm. uh, and pandemics going around the world. Oh, really? Is there? Uh, well, I've heard. I don't I've been more news. focused on this stuff that we're looking at here. Unfortunately, has been kind of missed by the news yeah. or mentioned very briefly and then 
the world moves on. This and is essentially our foray into investigative journalism. Really? I would say. You don't agree? No, no. I, I've done research. believe that this is our beginnings of Deeply Upsetting being a true crime podcast. It is indeed. <laughs> I feel like that would be perfect for us. It's the natural next step. So that is what this episode is going to be. Year in review, 2020, what the fuck happened? Watch the fuck out, my favorite murder. We're coming for you. (laughs) Exactly. Completely. Fuck you. What's the number? Crime Junkie is like the number one podcast. Is it? In the country, I think. All right, Crime Junkie. And we're number two, obviously. So soon we will take over. We will take over the spot. We will usurp it. But yeah, it's been a rough year. We want to bring a little bit of levity to the situation as much as we possibly can, because everybody thought that this was going to be our Gatsby year or whatever. We were all going to celebrate like it's the 20s. But little did we all know that it was going to end up like the end of the Great Gatsby, where everything is just an absolute tire fire in all of Act 3. Yes. Yes. And we're all just face down in the pool. (laughs) Spoiler alert. This is also very like Great Depression era stuff happening here. It's like Grapes of Wrath, where we're... breastfeeding as the camera pans away so save your questions for next time because we will need them don't you worry you can always send them in no matter what um social media i don't even have to go through the whole rigmarole it's the end of the year we'll save the business for next time if you have questions you know how to send them to us and please do it Let's get on with the show. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Do you want to go first? Tell me one of your most upsetting things. Uh, The thing that's upsetting to me is that it is kind of coming out that it is not alien related and it is more so just uh, people being weird Mm -hmm. is I really want to get into more information involving the monoliths. Yeah. What the hell? So the first one was in the, I think, New Mexico desert. Yes. Or Arizona. Was it New Mexico? It was one of them desert states. One of them. Yeah. One of them desert border states. And uh, yeah, there was some uh, helicopter flying over and saw something shiny in mm-hmm. the desert that didn't seem like it should have been there. So they landed and investigated. And it was this triangular monolith coming out of the ground. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. 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 Little weird. And there was a lot of uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of uh, conspiracy theories as to why it was there. Some, of course, were immediately assuming that it was aliens mm-hmm. that placed this monolith in the middle of the desert for no reason. Obviously, it's the first inclination. Yeah, definitely. Others uh, said that it might have been an art installation of some type and plenty That's of other... real hipster shit right there. <laughs> right? Let's put it in the middle of a desert where most likely no one's going to see it and then just go from there. Amazing. Yeah. And then additional monoliths started popping up in uh, in Europe, and I believe in I believe in California State as well. There was mm. one. There was a, there was a few that popped up, and uh, the one in California State, some some proud boys like tore it down and started like cussing at it and calling it like a piece of shit. And really, uh, yeah, there's video of them like, tearing it down wow. and like calling it names, <laughs> like because I guess they're offended by monoliths now wow that's a that's a thing i did not know that yeah that's amazing new part of the proud boy movement apparently is hating monoliths that's uh just not 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 just jews anymore yes it's it's, um, also monoliths i'm sure the jews feel good that their attention is being diverted elsewhere for the moment i guess yeah yeah jesus (laughs) wow yeah, that's a pretty solid one. What are they doing? What is your theory? Uh, well, my theory is that it is actually an alien thing, but not for any kind of like drawing energy from, you know, mm-hmm. the earth or any kind of like scientific thing. It's more just a test of like the human condition. Mm. Is there like 
let's just put a metal thing down there and see what they do. And so alien researchers are just like watching from a from a mic like a telescope from a yes. spaceship, just being like, okay, there's like racists calling it like racial slurs in California. There's in the desert. There's people that just like trampling all the all the plant life. Mm -hmm. Everything is just like getting decimated around mm -hmm. this monolith. monolith as people want to come take pictures with it. So that's cool. Um, just realizing just like how much of the human condition can be discovered True. by simply uh, putting a piece of metal in the middle of nowhere. Or in the same vein, did they put it there because they've seen how quickly we've let the entire world go to shit this year? So they just popped it in there to be like, they'll freak out. <laughs> they are not mentally stable enough to deal with this. <laughs> Something just keep us busy. Yep. We're like, oh, ooh, shiny. Pandemic. And they're like, yeah, pandemic. Look, did you see the shiny thing? We're like, right. ooh. <laughs> ooh, yeah. I want to take a selfie. <laughs> and they're like, uh, just as we planned. Idiot. I desperately want it to be like a Doctor Who thing where somebody finds like a secret button on the side of it that causes it to like uh, open up a like a panel in the desert floor that allows mm -hmm. there's this underground dwelling area underneath or something. And mm -hmm. no, mm -mm. no, we're not that lucky. No, no, definitely not. Could you imagine if you're like that one person being like visiting the site of the former monolith before it got taken down mm -hmm. and then you just like kick a rock and then a light shines out from underneath the sand and you're like, Oh fuck, I found the thing. And that then, would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be so good. I feel like that would not happen to me. I wish it would, but I just don't feel like I'm the main character in that story. You know? Or even the side character. So, so I know it wouldn't happen to me. You're not the hero's journey person. Well, but like one person plucked out of obscurity to do something great. I would be more of like the unlikely hero's version or um, the unlikely hero character. Like I'm like the Seth Rogen if you went on a hero's journey. Kind you're of like thing, Bill Murray like and the man who knew too up. little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, just like fucking shit up. But everyone likes me because I'm endearing. But I'm an idiot. And I shouldn't be there. And they wish that they would have gotten like someone who did better in high school. <laughs> but here I am. And then somehow I end up saving humanity because I have a good heart and a little brain. <laughs> they have way more <laughs> qualified people there to mm -hmm. talk to the aliens. But you're the first one to talk to them. So they want to go through you. Yep. As the like as the uh, representative of Earth. Yep. And all, all the higher ups are just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Even the one that just randomly sings like musical numbers, like while <laughs> while wandering around the house, that oh, one that called me out. I did, I did call you out. I'm keeping it spicy. <laughs> musical theater numbers are spicy, right? It's spicy, yeah. It's like making out and you start singing lines from uh from Le Miserable. Yeah, that's really that's sexy. That's super sexy. <laughs> Le Miserable is like the most underrated sexy musical. Like, you like that? And you're like, look down. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm telling you to look down. Look down. <laughs> Get down there. <laughs> Maybe if you just, like, listen to my cues better. Oh, that's true. I'm bad at my cues. <laughs> Terrible. Hitting my cues. marks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've worked out the blocking so many times. We really and have. And yet, you still manage to go left when you're supposed to go stage right. <sighs> that's a conversation for another time, though. True. Let's... Move it right along. Yeah, so uh, monoliths, uh, it's just the aliens fucking with us to see what we'll do. Yes, I think. absolutely. What about you? What do you have for this year? For All right. One that I have um, that I think a lot of us uh, were took some issue with that happened at the beginning stages of the pandemic. And, you know, we might have been distracted by, like, the pandemic itself. Um, but I really want to talk to you about the Imagine video. Oh, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. If anybody didn't see it. First of all, congratulations. 
Um, I have never seen the entire thing because I get so much secondhand embarrassment that like I gotta go and I like eat my phone into the sea. I've lost a lot of phones. <laughs> secondhand embarrassment is exactly what that video is. Oh yeah, cringe. So cringe. So cringe. So basically, um, Gal Gadot took it upon herself like the first week of the pandemic when a bunch of people got laid off and things were like very scary and uncertain to be like, you know what me and my celebrity friends would do? And her assistant is like, donate money to those in need. And she was like, no, that's stupid. We should all sing a line from the song Imagine by John Lennon um, in our mansions and upload it to the internet to like really bring people some joy. And it is so bad that I truly wanted to cry for them. I felt bad for the celebrities because it was so, so, so embarrassing. And also it's very fun to watch to see which celebrities wish that they were dead. <laughs> like they do not <laughs> want to be there at all. They somehow got guilted into it or like they owed Gal a favor. Yeah, you've got something. some celebrities that are clearly trying really hard to be into it. Like Kristen Wiig is like being really emotional. Like imagine all the. Oh wait, people. I think I thought she was one of the ones that was like, imagine all the people living for today. Okay, next. <laughs> like, oh no, really I just pulled the name out. Oh, That's yeah, very possible. In there, I think um, Don Cheadle is also just like not here for there's it. There's a lot of them that are clearly like what the fuck and then there's like i think it was uh what's the guy that's always in terrible rom-coms as oh this is gonna be too many people james marsden oh james <laughs> he's marsden in every like bad rom-com no he's also in every movie where there's a animated sidekick and he's a guy that has a truck yep there was like sonic the hedgehog and yep. that movie hop about yep. the bunny that shat mm -hmm. jelly beans that was a thing didn't see that one that was a uh blockbuster movie if there ever was one so sorry i missed it gonna have to finish my 2020 with it yep so romantic comedies and animated characters that shit beans uh is uh, is his move but i feel like he was like making like really soulful sympathetic eyes into the camera to be like I'm just like you, like I'm having a hard time in my mansion. And that general attitude from like the celebrities during the pandemic was truly so, so. uh, T Just tone deaf. Tone deaf is a yeah. great word for it. Yeah, it made zero sense. It was kind of like in the same week, Ellen DeGeneres posted a video of her walking around her like, 20 million dollar mansion um and videotaping herself being like it's like i'm in prison <laughs> and i think around the same time madonna shot a video of her in her bubble bath uh-huh uh, being like yeah we've all gotta buckle down <laughs> yep so learning how incredibly disconnected the celebrities are from us celebrities they're not just like us no. as it turns out so that us weekly column Gotta get scrapped immediately. They, they use olive oil for dressing too. <laughs> right? They're also sad at the pandemic. They also shop for shoes. <laughs> right? Shop for shoes that are 18 times more expensive than your shoes. And shoes that cost the same amount as your college loan. Yep, exactly. So that was one of my just early contenders for extremely upsetting candidate that was very upsetting infuriating even and yep. that really started a whole conversation about our relationship with celebrities in 2020 yes. i feel like that actually fundamentally changed which honestly i'm grateful for because yeah. honestly the celebrity worship is terrifying um and so maybe this will help a little bit who knows maybe I don't know. but we'll, we'll see once people can actually leave their homes again yep so all right what's next on your list next on my list it was brought up uh, at the beginning of the uh, the 
year mm-hmm. and then it kind of went away it was like a running joke a little bit on the internet but then there's just no word that happened afterwards mm-hmm. like did they disappear are they still here uh should we get like bee suits uh, oh, is okay, the, the murder wasps murder hornets the murder hornets where are they they started up in the upper midwest in like the oregon washington mm-hmm. state area apparently mm-hmm. and they were like yep they're here it's like asian murder hornets or something yep. And uh, they're an invasive species. They're not supposed to be in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so they're running rampant in uh, in the upper Midwest. And then nothing. Now, I understand there's a lot of stuff other people were dealing with. But when you have a thing called fucking murder, murder hornets, hornets. <laughs> you don't just turn a blind eye to that. You don't. Hey, it'll be fine. I, I'm old enough that I was around for all the fear that came from killer bees coming up from South mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. that there was like a facility mm-hmm. that had uh, created like a hybrid of uh, Africanized uh, bees and American honeybees. And the whole thing was that there were swarms of it that were making their way up S- South America through Central America towards the United States. Mm-hmm. And then sometime around the 90s, there were discussions about there being killer bees found in like Texas. And it's like, oh, no, they've made it. They've made it to the United States. <laughs> and in 2020, I can tell you, I have not thought about killer bees in forever. Yeah, if anything, no. people are like, save any bee. All of them. All of the killer bees? Cool. It's Love fine. Them. Get a bad rap. You're good. Just pollinate, please. Yep. All the bees are fine. So I'm wondering if the if the murder hornets are going to go the same way. That is wild, actually, if they do. Because, yeah, don't name them murder hornets if we're just supposed to forget about them. Right? Like, murder is suggestive of, like, you should probably pay attention. Yep. Next year, it's going to be like, the assassination ants have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) They can hold up a hatchet. Right. And they will get you. Suicide bomber beetle. Like, no, no, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was upsetting. But the mystery behind it is probably the most upsetting part. Because it kind of feels like we all forgot about them and they're just, like, hatching a plan. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming. Well, at first they talked about there was signs that they were around and there was no real confirmation that they had in fact made it to the United uh, States. Like they had seen husks of like exoskeleton stuff like that, but they hadn't found a live one Yep, for like two months. Mm-hmm. And then they finally found a live one. So I'm wondering if it's just like the whole they're, they're here part is maybe a little <laughs> bit exaggerated. There's like three of them that made it over and they're like, they're fucking terrified. They're in yeah. the like the redwoods of the great North Northwest, mm-hmm. like the giant redwoods. And they're like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> this <laughs> is like, n- there's no one around for us to murder. Like we, we were trying to murder people. Trees <laughs> are as big as skyscrapers. What are we, are we where the fucking teddy bears from star Wars lives? Like what is happening right now? <laughs> Poor murder hornets. Oh, they're Aww. so out of place. They just wanted to murder. They just want <laughs> to go back home where they've come to be just understood as murdery. Right. And that, here they're just like regular hornets, I guess. Also, they made their big appearance in the States like, we're here. And everybody's like, yeah, cool. Anyway, a fire tornadoes, <laughs> COVID, like right? all the things happening. Yeah, they don't get their day in the sun. Like the killer bees, honestly, they probably got their day in the sun mostly because of my girl. That's- True where all of their notoriety came from. So we just need the murder hornet children dying film. <laughs> and then we will have murder hornet fear. All, all these killer bees with like stomach rockers that say like he can't see without his glasses. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like a little glasses tattoo on their face. <laughs> Instead of the teardrop. Yep. Yes. 
Amazing. <laughs> I love that. All right, so the, the Murder Hornets mm-hmm. is the other one that okay. I was looking at. What do you got for... All right, so I feel like you might disagree with me, and honestly, I'm going to let you know right now that I don't give a fuck <laughs> because I'm very upset, and I need to talk about it. So I am not a Star Wars person, as most people know in the network, and it's been discussed on many a show, but you got me into The Mandalorian, and I love that shit. I can't believe how much I love it. I'm so into it. It's great. Obviously, I am attached to Baby Yoda and would sacrifice myself for him. Yes. Just like everyone else. Like everyone else. Everyone else. So we've all come to know him as Baby Yoda, which is adorable and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then they give him a fucking name, and it's Grogu. Grogu. Go fuck yourself, John Favreau. (laughs) Eat my ass. Like, that's the worst name I've ever heard. Grogu is really bad. It's not cute. It's a creature name. It's gremlin-y. It's, like, disgusting. I hate it. I'm so upset. Baby Yoda forever. I will never call him Grogu until the day that like, I die. Naming Baby Yoda Grogu is like having like a cute kid that's been in serial commercials that's like the new Hollywood darling that everybody's really excited about. Mm-hmm. But then you find out his real name is Bartholomew. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's just not fair. Mm-mm. Grogu was a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that's funny about that is that, like, there's so many names in the Star Wars world that are just, like, most of them just oh, fully made-up names. Yeah. Nonsense names. Doesn't mean anything. But there are, like, nonsense sounds that sound cute. And they are, then there are nonsense sounds that sound like a bridge troll, and that's Grogu. Grogu. What the fuck? Goo is in the name. Yeah, it could have just grow been goo. Goo. Yeah. In a cute way. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really workshopped it, but I think that I could easily come up with a better name for Baby Yoda. Um, such as Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's good. <laughs> Great name. The, I think there's only one Star Wars character that I know where they came up with a name, and that was Elo Asti, which is a fighter pilot from the new trilogy of movies, and that's because JJ Abrams is a really big uh Beastie Boys fan. Oh, so wow. it's for Hello Nasty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I hate it, but I guess I don't hate it. Anymore. Yeah, I don't I hate still it this kind much. Of hate it, yeah, it's fair. But it besides that, I think it's just people sitting in a room, sounding out like consonants and vowels together, mm-hmm. and just like once there's something that like sounds like it might be something like right. that's a character name, like grow yo go go go. It's like people coming go. up with nicknames for their grandfather. <laughs> They end up just being so awful. Gimmel gum. Like, what? <laughs> what is gimmel gum? Yeah, right. <laughs> so terrible. A decorated war veteran. <laughs> right? Is a uh, blipple. <laughs> Blip, blipply. <laughs> just keep going. Blipple. <laughs> this is the rest of the show. <laughs> that has a, a nice ring to it. That's pretty good. That would have been so much cuter for Baby Yoda. Baby. F- Flip, 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 Wow. I think that we got it. Yeah. Jot that down. Yep. I got it. Tattoo it on your heart. Baby Flepperton. (laughs) Yep. Much better. That sounds like Baby Yoda would have to just put on glasses now. (laughs) Like, Flepperton wears glasses. Mm, It's also like a little waspy. Not into that so much. Yeah. Baby Yoda's not really wasp, but he's too down to earth. He's so down to earth. Like, he rolls with the Mandalorians and shit. Like, Mm -hmm. yep. He floats through the air, but he's still down to earth. Oh, wow. Aww. Coming this summer. Coming this summer. Fucking Grogu. Baby Grogu. Terrible. Terrible. Who was in the room? I feel like John Favreau just wanted to fuck with us, like the aliens in the monolith. Favreau was 
filming season two of the chef show. Yep. And they were like, uh, we got to come up with a name. And somebody's like, fucking, I don't know, Grogu. And people are like, I don't, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, Who fine. cares? It's not like it's the character that's the most beloved out of the entire show. No, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, Favreau's coming back eating like Korean tacos being like, what? So what's, what's been happening? And they're like, uh, yeah. And it's the scene where yep. like Ahsoka's like, oh, it's Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> Drops his taco. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> I'm gone for two weeks. <laughs> we already got it. <laughs> it's done. Oh, so anyways, I'm still riled up about that. You go ahead now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I'm moving this up in my list a little bit because I'm I'm reading up on it right now. Uh, there were massive storms in Australia, uh, in the New South Wales and Queensland area, mm-hmm. um, that bl- brought massive piles of sea foam inland mm-hmm. um, onto the beaches. And uh, you know, it's not a necessarily terribly uncommon thing. Australia and their beaches and storms and stuff is like totally a thing. Mm-hmm. There's great white sharks everywhere. There's a coral reef. Mm-hmm. There's murder animals all over through Australia. Um, and so this isn't a surprise that this happens in Australia. Uh, the headline is "Beaches Overrun by Snake Infested Foam." What? The sea foam after the storm rolled in to the beaches, and in the foam were fucking poisonous sea snakes. No, thank you. So there's video of people playing in the sea foam, like kids and people playing in the sea foam. It's infested with sea snakes. No. Just like rolling around on the sand, under the foam, just like doing their thing and just biting people. And uh, yeah, apparently people are just like not giving a shit. Because imagine if you do live in Australia, something like snakes and sea foam. Like this snake infested sea foam, they're like, probably. Right. (laughs) Truly. Just assuming. Australians are a different breed. They are incredible because the things that they deal with. Whew, have you seen those spiders that just like wrap into the tree and they look exactly like the tree? No, it's just like and gigantic. I'm never long looking limbs. that up. I'm never. No, I don't want to. I have to. Show you. No, I, I, to, to I show don't you. want to see that. Well, this is the show deeply upsetting. I am already it's deeply upset. Deeply I have pleasing. not seen the picture yet, and I am so sad. It's very sad. I am anyway, so sad. It's very bad. But I know that they have like the uh, the orb weaver spider, which is the mo- the most poisonous spider on the planet. Yeah, is uh, is in Australia. Also, I feel like poorly named orb weaver sounds like your weird like hippie aunt that took too much acid, oh, and she's like, "Yep, weaver." That too. I was yeah. just gonna say that she was like, "It's like I can weave the orbs," and you're like, "Okay, Aunt Kathy, that's cool." Yeah. Tell us about Woodstock again. Yeah, she lives in the painted desert and trailer. And mm-hmm, exactly, with her girlfriend. They've been together for like 50 years. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Aunt Kathy. I don't love the orb weaver spider. No, definitely not. Australia has like all sorts of you know poisonous snakes and mm-hmm. spiders. Even their ants. The yep. ants they have out there are like fucking terrible like uh, fire ants and stuff that yep. will fuck you up really bad. Mm-hmm. So Australia... Definitely not on my top list of places to visit. That makes sense for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just not into it at all. I get um, it. And now that they have sea foam full of snakes, <laughs> which sounds like a mad 20, 20 really mad does. lib. It so is. <laughs> That's the way this year has been. That is 100% this year is just stuff that doesn't make sense that it's like I never considered those two things being put together, like fire tornadoes. Cool. But that sure. was a thing. Just but sure. Just pull them both out of a hat. Yep. Sea foam full of snakes. Yep. yep. Cool, yep. why not? Yeah. God is just fucking around. <laughs> just drinking on the job. So, yeah, that's that's another one that I've uh, that's been... That's a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. My next one is um, personal to me, and I'm sure I cannot be the only one, but listen, I grew up with 
a really beautiful show of just full poetry called Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Very important television. I think it won like several BAFTAs, like really artful (laughs) work. But it was, you know, meaningful to me as a child. And I was promised by our lady Hillary Duff (laughs) that we were going to get the Disney Plus Lizzie McGuire reboot. Very exciting. And it got canceled because Lizzie or Hillary wanted it to be like an adult show and she wanted fucking and Disney Plus said no. Let Lizzie McGuire fuck. I feel like there's a number of shows that are like from our childhood that have grown up with the people that watch it. Like uh even the Animaniacs came back to Hulu and yep. there's some like adult content in there. Yeah. I mean they're not they're not fucking. Like let Lizzie fuck. She just wants to. She just wants to fuck. I think it's okay. She's like 30 years old in the show now. Like, so oh, no. Let her fuck. 30-year-old might fuck. Yeah, yeah, probably. And Hillary Duff was like, nope, if I can't fuck, I'm not doing the show. <laughs> Which, respect. But also, I'm so bummed because I was very, very excited about and it. That's impressive from Hillary Duff, who hasn't been relevant forever. How like, dare you? She was on TV lands younger. Oh, I'm sorry. TV lands younger. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, you done fucked up now. Yeah. <laughs> you I, really uh... have egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Hillary Duff is out here. <laughs> yeah. Doing the Lord's work on fucking TV land. <laughs> exactly. And she was doing the Lord's work by trying to let us watch Lizzie fuck. And so now we don't get to because Disney Plus is a bunch of prudes. So that's that on that. The kibosh. That is shameful. On Lizzie. I know. There's a lot of television stuff that happened this year that, uh, or didn't happen, or it may be happening that has been really upsetting. Yep. The one that took the world by storm that I, that I just, I still don't fully understand. I think it was because it was really right at the very beginning of people just being home. Mm-hmm. And if people weren't forced to be home i don't think it would have been the phenomenon that it was Mm -hmm. and to the point where now there's even a push for trump to pardon uh somebody from this show Mm -hmm. talking about the tiger king oh yes Mm -hmm. we've got the the tiger king about this like redneck gay floridian dude Mm -hmm. that is just like balls to the walls bonkers like oh my god it comes out Unhinged. big surprise like by episode three or four that there's been a lot of meth use in, yeah, uh, it was a real shock honestly because yeah. yes we did watch the tiger king obviously yeah joe exotic and crew mm-hmm. yeah and man like they can't write soap operas that crazy and the fact that they let it air right after we all got like furloughed in the pandemic and just started like drinking all day Oh, my God. Perfect. Netflix's best move yet, honestly. Yeah, they made a super, a mega hit out of something that would have been just like some nonsense that kind of fell by the wayside otherwise. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, like, it was definitely like you would watch an episode and then go, well, this is definitely like the peak because there's no way they can get crazier than this is. And the next episode comes around and they're like, and now there's a woman that probably murdered her husband. And in a later episode, she'll explain how she did it. Right. Yep. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Comes in, okay, cool. I'm wrong. Yep. If you want a real time capsule, there's one episode of Deeply Upsetting that was uh, recorded in like maybe week two of the quarantine process. We had already watched uh, all of the Tiger King, and it is notoriously called the drunk episode. I fucking hate it. We're both absolutely wasted talking about Tiger King and not being able to remember anyone's names. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it is a tragedy, but a real time capsule of a moment. I believe it that just was represents the time. I, I believe that was our fuck Mary kill too. Was like was. the different husbands of Joe. And we didn't Joe know Exotic. their names. No, you're like the guy without the teeth. <laughs> yep. The young one. Yep. The the newest one. Yep. Just didn't know. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, now I kind of want to go back and listen to that episode. It's really it's not great. No, that's that's <laughs> one of our less extremely awesome indicative ones. of exactly what was going on. That's yeah, right at the very beginning where everybody yeah. was just feeling really out of sorts. Yeah, and we were already restless week two, and I think it was like two in the morning, and we were like, "Let's fucking do the show." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, right? We were like, "Woo!" Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> that's when we were mixing uh, frozen concentrate orange juice with vodka this has been a dark pictures. year everyone <laughs> <laughs> this has been a dark dark year very so dark year much vodka during that oh my god time. and we had to switch to like that's how we started discovering like <laughs> sparkling waters flavored waters because we felt so gross from the amount of sugar we were taking in with our vodka and neither of us considered it we were like we didn't even drink that much my head hurts so bad right? <laughs> maybe because i've just been chugging fruit juice and then, like, the from concentrate, super sugary oh fruit God. juice. All right. Well, everyone that listens to this show knows that we're not the smartest. But no. we are the show you're listening to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there you go. Nailed that one. Thank you. Well done. Way <laughs> to bring was, that around. I was going to say funniest or something, and then I was like, no. let's not tell the people lie. <laughs> They're present. All right. What's your next? Well, no, the next one is you. We got Tiger King. Oh, shit. For, Tiger King. Yep. Okay, so I really need to talk about this, and it's not from this year, but I just discovered it, and I saw it on TikTok, um, which means that a lot of people are about to discover it, and so I feel like it didn't get its notoriety last year when it came out, but now it will, so I think it counts for this sure. year. Um, it is a video from a recording of a podcast, so shout out to this podcast, Bully and the Beast. I don't really know a lot about it. It's a guy and a girl, and they just like shoot the shit for the most part. Okay. Wax and Lori, I believe, are their names. And in this episode, see, it's something that you don't think about because we don't really talk a lot about like our very specific practices when it comes to pooping. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it gets brought up on this show. And Wax is truly dumbfounded that nobody else catches the poop in their hands and then gently drops it into the toilet. What? that's what washing your hands is for. What? I watched this today and truly my jaw was in hell. It was so absolutely buck wild. I honestly had to rewatch it for a moment. And he, people have asked if he's trolling or something. If he is, then give him a fucking Oscar because he is selling it so hard. And she is just so dumbfounded that she's like trying to keep it light, but also being like, you're a monster. Yeah. And he's looking at like the team and being like, nobody else does this. Like, that's why you wash your hands. And she was like, no, it, you just let it happen. And he was like, you just let it go into the toilet. She was like, yeah. Why do you need it to? T- what? Ah! <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I know. No. Your brain why, short circuit. Why would you need to catch it? I don't Are you know. worried it might get injured? Right, Why? but then to only reveal later the big reveal, because she was like, do you put it in your trash can? Your trash can probably is like the worst nightmare. Yeah. And he was like, no, you just like casually let it into the toilet then. And she was like, then w- w- cut out the middleman. Yeah, right? Your hands. And the worst part is he's like gripping the microphone as they're having this conversation. His hands look kind of tense. And I was like, 
gross. Yeah. <laughs> Light that microphone and everything else on fire. The building, the whole building. And I think the reason that it is, I mean, obviously it's upsetting for, you know, myriad ways. But one of the reasons that I'm the most upset is because we simply do not know each other as people. You know, like these people are among us. Yeah. That's the real among us. <laughs> who who catches their shit in their hands? <laughs> that's who I want to know. Because <laughs> that's fucking sus. That, that's very sus. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so I'm really upset. Um, I can find the video if somebody wants me to post it. Uh, but I found it really easily online. Um, and it's absolutely wild and also i'd love to hear the discourse about if we think that he's trolling or not i don't i i don't know if he is i feel like at a certain point he would have admitted it because he was getting fully roasted and at a certain point i feel like he would be like i don't want this to be my reputation sure but no (laughs) he continues on i I gotta know could you how do you respond when you find when you end up becoming the guy that people know as like the shit hand guy right i would have to change my name and drive until my car runs out of gas, light it on fire and then start over. And just work as a, like a bus boy at some Easily. diner oh, in yeah. the, the Midwest Off somewhere. The grid, yeah. Completely. <laughs> in like a small little beach town with a lot of mysteries. Right. That's where I'd end up. And then there's this one waitress that's like, you know, he's so mysterious and you know, what's his story? And then it doesn't come out for years until the two are dating. Yep. And then sees a story about shit hand guy. Yep. And all is revealed. That's so much worse. I'd rather be with a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to move again, moving to another town where somebody doesn't know, where nobody knows that he's shit hand guy. I would put all of my money, I guess, into plastic surgery and this is, then just take off. This is like the show Renegade starring Lorenzo Lamas mm-hmm. from the 90s, but with a shit hand guy. I am very sorry, but I do not know that reference because I am cool. <laughs> That's fair. And also not a great cool reference at all. <laughs> exactly. That I'm That's out. why I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So There's one listener like, everyone. fucking renegade? Holy shit. <laughs> into that reference. I'm sure you're cool, listener. Jesus. <laughs> the deeply upsetting renegade fan club group <laughs> that I'm going to open up on, on the Facebook. The Venn diagram has a huge overlap. <laughs> a huge overlap of Lorenzo Lamas fans. And deeply upsetting fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything else on your list? I do have uh, one piece here that I definitely want to get into a little bit. And uh, it's the title is XAEA12. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. That uh, is a name. Is yes, a it is. A person's name. Mm-hmm. A living being's name. Unfortunately for her. I want to say her. Is it a her? I think okay. I think so. I want to say that, but honestly, I couldn't tell you because I do not care. That's true. <laughs> Though, I do care more this week because you know, okay, so XAEA12 is Elon Musk and Grimes' child. Yes. Um, And did you hear about what Elon Musk said this week? Was it something about like we have to become part robot or be left in the dust That or was something? a different one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's another one. Cool. It was, uh, I feel like I'm going to butcher this because I don't remember 100%. Um, basically, it was like, I'm totally cool with trans people, but the pronouns are getting like a little bit out of control because it's too hard. It's like inelegant or something like that. Something bullshit that like clearly harkens back to the fact that A, your child's name is a password and B, <laughs> your cars are ugly. <laughs> 
are so ugly. And it was just like, it needs to be more streamlined or something like that. Like, don't complicate things for people. And it's like, motherfucker, you, you, did you say that? Elon Musk, I'm going to give you some some coaching that I got from my boss uh, when it came to criticism. Is uh, if it's constructive that you're actually trying to make a difference and make things better, mm-hmm. usually come with a solution mm-hmm. instead of just bitching. Because right. if you're just bitching, it just comes off as you having an issue with trans people or that yep. calling somebody by whatever pronouns that they are comfortable with is just a little bit too much work for you. Also, has anyone in the entire world been like, man, I wonder what Elon Musk thinks about pronoun discourse? <laughs> like, what? I don't. I wonder what Elon Musk thinks about turning us all into robot people, which he's telling us that freely as well. But that seems a little bit more in your wheelhouse, bro. So let's just keep it under wraps. Wasn't really expecting to be like Elon Musk Musk going, y'all, them is hard. (laughs) Them is real tough. And Elon Musk's future child, like, or child in the future, just flicking him off forever. Being like, my name doesn't even have a fucking nickname we can go by. I guess X. I'm not even a people. I'm just an orb of consciousness <laughs> right. now. Fucking, I'm just a vibe. I'm just XIA12. <laughs> I forget how they said to say it. They told everyone how to pronounce it, and it was just as inelegant. So go fuck yourself, Elon <laughs> Musk, forever. And Grimes sounds like she's singing to you from the underworld. She does that weird, creepy baby voice that matches her like little baby bangs. Oh, no. And it just sounds like truly she is trying to like be like a weird siren for Satan or something. I hate it. Okay, so they are like a supervillain couple, right? Oh, absolutely. Like we're going to find out that the great uh, adjoining or whatever it is with Jupiter and Saturn mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. the, the great conjoining, uh, that that did give black people superpowers. Mm-hmm. That was like 100% yes. accurate. I hope But so. it takes like a week or so for them to kick in. Which, honestly, yeah, I wish I had superpowers, but I'm just stoked that anybody's getting them. Yeah, I'm just stoked to live in a world with superpowers. Mm -hmm. You do you. I think if anybody deserves superpowers, I think it's black people. Absolutely, they do. (laughs) For a hundred years of fucking- If they're not going to get justice, they can at least have superpowers. No justice, but guess what? You have laser beam eyes now. Right? So, cool. I would love to see it. That's great. I'm into it. But then that happens, and of course the villain is going to be like this like creepy- like Eastern European dude yeah. that launches cars into space. Right. And names his baby after the serial number on a nuclear missile. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'm into it. I'm I'm down for Elon Musk being the world supervillain with his uh with his sidekick wife with baby bangs. Yep. <laughs> like how you held on to that part. Yeah. <laughs> the baby bangs were the most upsetting part to you. Singing from the underworld. Yep. In probably a hollowed out volcano. Just definitely. doing it old school. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm down. I need this to happen. Yeah, I would watch the movie. Yep. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else before? I have one more. And okay. actually, it's more of a message for 2021 and how I'm very optimistic, of course, that 2021 is going to be better than this like absolute shithole year. But I do get a little nervous sometimes. And one of the things that made me very nervous is that, um, you know, Goop, the store that Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, the vagina candle store. The vagina candle store. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how many how much the vagina candles are. They're probably like $90 or something because everything at Goop is like outlandishly expensive. Sure. You can get like steel cut oats, but they're like cut from the finest steel from the odious oats i don't know it's like all bullshit and they're like three thousand dollars anywho gwyneth paltrow sucks and i can't stand her and her goop shit is crazy 
And she does like a goop holiday gift guide, of course. It's like the most wonderful time of the year. Um, And in her goop holiday gift guide this year was a bejeweled Ouija board for $2,000. So I am concerned that once those ship in 2021, that the white women are going to be like summoning demons with their bejeweled Ouija boards. They're going to be like, ooh, trendy. Like they didn't want one as a kid because they're spooky. But now they're like fun. And Gwyneth said to get one. And now they're going to like bring forth all the demons. Could you imagine if you're a demon, right? Mm-hmm. You're waiting for a gateway to open up between your nether world and the and the the living world. And it's like a, a bright door in the darkness that you the abyss that you live in Mm -hmm. and then you tear ass towards this opening (laughs) uh, as it opens trying to get there before it closes and you get through into the living world just to find out there's some woman named karen that's really into fucking crystals Mm -hmm. that uh that also you know lives in this like lavish pad and bitches so much about how uh, they never seem to be able to keep their wine refrigerator stocked well enough (laughs) And shops at Trader Joe's and bitches at makeup store counters. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this unbearable, self-important piece of shit. Yep. And that's who you have to fucking, like, bother. Yeah, at first, that'd you're be ex- fun to haunt them. You'd be excited at first until you realize that, like, it just doesn't work the same way with those people. True. At all. It's going to be like, it, all it is is, like, blame it on the gardener. On the housekeeper. <laughs> on the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. They get fired. Now, you're creating, like, a racist response to... Yep your actions so yep. you're now like feeling guilty as a demon like i don't really have an issue with people of different races like i'm really mad that there's just like racist shit happening because i'm bothering this waspy woman yep and it's all your fault yep you feel responsible for it well you are yeah yeah so <laughs> so that is a concern that i have for next year hopefully it doesn't you know come to fruition but it's definitely something i'm worried about it's a bunch of women getting fucking wine drunk, lighting up some vagina candles, and then getting out their bejeweled Ouija board. They're doing shit that I was doing, <laughs> like, when I was 13 and 14 years old. You were lighting your vagina candles? Vagina candles, absolutely. No, yeah. just regular dollar store candles because we were poor. Right. And I didn't get a bejeweled Ouija board. I had to bejewel it myself. Good for you. That means more. It was a lot of work, a lot of time and energy went in. And you know what? Maybe there was a couple of jewels that were a little bit crooked on my Ouija board. But you know what? I put that energy in. I put that time in. There was love in that Ouija board. Were they all precious stones or were some of them like semi-precious Oh, no. Stones? They were plastic. Uh, oh, <laughs> plastic God. fake gems. Jesus. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Fake rhinestones. Yes. Embarrassing Ouija board. <laughs> Clearly not from goop. No, that's that's not a goop. A goop... Uh, Approved Ouija board. <laughs> goop denied. <laughs> Going to a yard sale. You see like a knockoff goop Ouija board. Oh my God, I would buy it. <laughs> I would buy it. That would be absolutely incredible. Like it summons demons, but it's only like half-assed demons that don't really give a shit. <laughs> it's fucking Grimes. <laughs> it's just Grimes. <laughs> I would be so bad. Coming from the netherworld. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. Have you seen my bangs? <laughs> love your hang up I really hung up on the bank because the baby bangs is so upsetting you know what I'm talking about yeah I know exactly what you're talking about yeah oh man I guess that about wraps it up huh I think we're about done I do want to give a shout out oh sure to something wonderful that happened in this 2020 okay is that everybody in the world got to dunk on Ben Shapiro for not being able to pleasure a woman 
That was absolutely incredible. Please give the context. The context is uh, there was a uh, tweet that Ben Shapiro put out about if a woman's pussy, uh, responding to wet ass pussy right. when that came out, mm-hmm. that if a woman's pussy was wet, they should probably go see a doctor or see someone about it. That's what his wife said because she is a doctor. Oh, she that, is a doctor. Yeah. That if, if there's a wet pussy, then it, yeah. there's an issue with the pussy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, to which that suggests that that is not an issue that his wife has to deal with at any length for oh. any time uh, is uh, getting a moist down there. So it was pretty clear. And then he doubled down on it and followed oh, up really with a statement that I don't remember the exact sentiment that was, but it was something along the lines of like, I don't need to know how to pleasure a woman because uh, God's cool or yep, something. Basically. Really fucking oh, unbelievable. That was amazing, actually. It was really, really good. I like that he like leaned in like, yeah, I don't pleasure women well because yep. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just insane. I think it was just kind of like when you're married, you don't really have to. I'm not trying to impress anybody. Yeah, right? <laughs> For a married couple, we get to disappoint each other regularly and it's fine. <laughs> He's like, just like my flaccid penis. What about it? (laughs) That's what God wants. It's just a soft dick and a dry vagina. Now, like, wondering if you are really, like, want to dunk on him or if you're just, like, weirdly proud of how wide (laughs) open he is about being just a total sexual piece of shit. (laughs) That was like when DJ Khaled was just casually like, I do not go down on my wife. I will not do it. And everyone was like, "Uh, we're not impressed pressed bro yeah and then the rock started power dunking on him that was also amazing yeah i love it if you're bad at sex just continue revealing it to all of us because we are living for it (laughs) (laughs) we need to know another way you can reveal it to women is by jumping into their dms and calling them like bitch and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. they don't send you nudes right away right yeah (laughs) or because they like have a boyfriend or (laughs) or or literally (laughs) Literally just don't feel like talking to a complete stranger that way exactly yeah or at all (laughs) period not even that way just period right can we leave that in 2020 like put that in oh that that a a woman's time is owned by whoever feels they need to take it yeah and especially these men who don't even know that a woman needs to be wet (laughs) (laughs) it's like these are the dudes please Ben Shapiro like wait it gets wet (laughs) ew (laughs) she actually gets wet because she's thinking about I don't know like a game show host or something like that (laughs) and then I just feel like that's what she's into um, and then Ben is like, like are Pat you Sajak. okay? It's definitely Pat Sajak. It's yeah. probably Vanna White. And Ooh. he's like, are you okay? I feel like something's very wrong. <laughs> this is like what they were talking about. I should get a bucket and a mop. That's the thing is that he <laughs> just thinks that there's a problem because every time she gets moist while watching the the, uh, the Price is Right or something, mm-hmm. um, she's like, yeah, I'm having like a problem down there and mm-hmm. goes into the bedroom to be alone for a little bit. To deal with her to, vagina her, problems. Her, her vagina problems on her own. <laughs> Oh my God! Wheel of Fortune. Seven p.m. every night. She has a vagina problem. Yeah, it has to so go. Unfortunate. Lock the door and be in the bedroom by herself mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Thinking about the dulcet tones of Pat Sajak's voice. The episode's over. He comes in like knocks on her like, "Hun, you okay?" And here's like, just over and over again. Girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Spin that wheel. So sexy. <laughs> Playing Plinko in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Plinko is a very exciting game. That's true. <laughs> so, in all fairness. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up. It's our last episode of 2020, and hopefully we will come back 
to a less upsetting year in 2021 because honestly we get jealous we want to be the most upsetting part of your life and yeah. so far this year we haven't been and also also the most upsetting thing that happened this year is that we started this podcast so there you go that's true january 1st of 2020 was our first episode we yep. showed a preview we did on christmas day on the geeks under the influence stream yeah so this is actually uh, our one-year anniversary of having any any content out from Deeply Upsetting. Extremely upsetting news, honestly. Yeah, very upsetting news. The most upsetting part is that we are going to continue doing it's this show. It's a thing that's going to keep happening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so keep listening wherever you get your podcasts. And also listen to the other shows on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. They are good. And we want them to keep going. That is very true. Please listen to them. Um, also... Give some shout outs to our theme music. Jason Farnham wrote Payday and we love it. It's jaunty. Seems like, you know, we're lighthearted and normal. It is a jaunty little tune. It's a jaunty little tune. I love it. It gets stuck in my head, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, which then sucks. So, you know, it all <laughs> balances itself right. out in the wash. Um, but yeah, for another episode of Deeply Upsetting in the last one of 2020. It's been it's been a good year, Mike. I think so. I mean, we did the best we could, and we're still here. Better than anybody, like, as best as anyone can expect in 2020. Exactly. So, for the last one of 2020, I am Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And this has been Deeply Upsetting. GUIPodcast.com In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here. That's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. 